Good evening, everybody. We're going to get started this evening. Tonight is our youth night. We have the youth choir singing. Brother Brady is going to be leading singing. Brother Carter is going to be uh, having the message for us tonight. I'm going to ask uh, Brother Zach to come open us in prayer, and then they're going to get started. Let's pray. Most gracious Heavenly Father, the Lord, we just thank you for this day. We thank you for all that you've done for us, Father, and we pray for everyone in the church that's sick and all of our troubles, God, but we know that you can handle them. We pray that you'd be with the youth choir tonight as we sing and that you just give us the words to touch this audience, God, and that something would be put in their hearts from you. And we just pray as for Carter as he preaches tonight and that you'd be with him. Again, we just pray for all these things as we know you can handle them. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Well, it's good to be out tonight. Well, we ran into a bit of an issue with the song, so the number I say is not going to be the same as the one that's on the screen, but if you go ahead and put up, uh, I lost my place already. Give me just a second. Okay, in the sweet by and by. That's not the right one. 
The old gospel ship. Okay.
I just want to welcome everybody tonight um, to our youth service. Um, the kids are going to sing about three songs for you. Uh, the first song they're going to sing is one we had at Christmas in our play, which was one that they truly, truly loved and got into. I hope that these songs bless your heart. It's about the cross. 
if y'all have your tithes and offerings, you want to bring them at this time? I'd probably get fired if I don't uh, ask y'all to do that. <laughs> Valentine's Banquet, Saturday, February 11th at 6 p.m. It's for couples and singles. They're really for everyone, but it doesn't have an age limit, I guess. I don't know what the age limit is. <clears throat> so, you have to go with somebody higher up than me to know the age. So, tonight we have Brother Carter coming to uh, give us our message. I'm excited to hear what he has to say. I know, how old are you, Carter? At 10 years old. I don't know. I could not have done that at 10 years old. I can hardly do it now. I don't even think I knew how to study the Bible or make an outline at 10 years old. So Carter's a very smart young man, so be attentive to what he has to say, and I'm sure you'll get a blessing out of it. Hi. Good evening. Tonight we will be in 1 Kings chapter 21. Once you find it, if you would, please stand to honor the reading of God's word. First Kings chapter 21 reads, And it came to pass after these things that Naboth the Jezreelite had a vineyard which was in Jezreel, hard by the palace of Ahab king of Samaria. And Ahab spake unto Naboth, saying, Give me thy vineyard, that I may have it for a garden of herbs, because it is near unto my house, and I will give thee for it a better vineyard than it. Or if it seem good to thee, I will give thee the worth of it in money. And Naboth said to Ahab, The Lord forbid it me, that I should give the inheritance of my fathers unto thee. And Ahab came into his house heavy and displeased, because of the word which Naboth the Jezreelite had spoken to him. For he had said, I will not give thee the inheritance of my fathers. And he laid him down upon his bed, and turned away his face, and would eat no bread. But Jezebel his wife came to him, and said unto him, Why is thy spirit so sad that thou eatest no bread? And he said unto her, Because I spake unto Naboth the Jezreelite, and said unto him, Give me thy vineyard for money. Or else, if it please thee, I will give thee another vineyard for it. And he answered, I will not give thee my vineyard. And Jezebel his wife said unto him, Dost thou now govern the kingdom of Israel? Arise, and eat bread, and let thine heart be merry. I will give thee the vineyard of Naboth the Jezreelite. <clears throat> so she wrote letters in Ahab's name, and sealed them with his seal, and sent the letters unto the elders and to the nobles that were in the city, dwelling with Naboth. And she wrote in the letter, saying, Proclaim a fast, and set Naboth on high among the people, and set two men, sons of Belial, before him, to bear witness against him, saying, Thou didst blaspheme God and the king, and then carry him out, and stone him, that he may die. And the men of 
And the men of the city, even the elders and the nobles who were in the inhabitants in his city, did as Jezebel had sent unto him, and as it was written in the letters which she had sent unto him, they proclaimed a fast and set Naboth on high among the people. And there came in two men, children of Belial, and sat before him, and the men of Belial witnessed against him, even against Naboth, in the presence of the people, saying, Naboth did blaspheme God and the king. Then they carried him forth out of the city and stoned him with stones, that he died. Then they sent to Jezebel, saying, Naboth is stoned and dead. And it came to pass, when Jezebel heard that Naboth was stoned and dead, that Jezebel said to Ahab, Arise, take possession of the vineyard of Naboth the, the Jezreelite, which he refused to give thee for money, for Naboth is not alive, but dead. And it came to pass, when Ahab heard that Naboth was dead, that Ahab arose up to go down to the vineyard of Naboth the Jezreelite and take possession of it. Tonight my message will be on greed. You may be seated. Greed is a sin. The definition of greed is intense and selfish desire for something, especially wealth, power, or food. It is actually one of the Ten Commandments. In Exodus chapter 20, verse 17, it says, Thou shalt not covet, and it lists a few things you should not covet. Covet is another word for greed, as well as selfishness. You can have greed over anything, someone's house, someone's car, someone's wealth, anything, you name it. There are quite a few people in the Bible who are greedy. One is King Ahab, like we read a few minutes ago. Ahab had greed over someone's property and possession. If we read a little further into the past, into the passage in 1 Kings twenty-one nineteen, it reads, And thou shalt speak unto him, saying, Thus saith the Lord, hast thou killed and also taken possession, and thou shalt speak unto him, saying, Thus saith the Lord, into the place where dogs lick the blood of Naboth, shall dogs lick the blood even thine. This is prophesying King Ahab's death. Another greedy person is Judas Iscariot. We read Judas' story in Matthew twenty-six, fourteen through 16. You don't have to turn there, but it reads, Then one of the twelve, called Judas Iscariot, went unto the chief priest and said unto him, What will ye give me, and I will deliver him unto you? And they covenanted with him for thirty pieces of silver. And from that time he saw opportunity, opportunity to betray him. This greed is greed over money. He wanted 30 pieces of silver instead of a relationship with Jesus. We later read what happened to Judas in Matthew 27, 3-5. And that reads, Then Judas, which had betrayed him, when he saw that he was commended, repented himself, and brought again the 30 pieces of silver to the chief priests and elders, saying, I have sinned in that I have betrayed the innocent blood. And they said, What is that to us? See thou to that. And he cast down the pieces of silver in the temple and departed and went and hanged himself. What happened to Judas after showing greed was death. Another person who was greedy was Absalom, David's son, like Brother Marty talked about this morning. We read about him in Second Samuel chapter 17. Absalom had greed over the throne. Later, we read what happens to Absalom in Second Samuel chapter 18, verse 14. And that reads, then said Joab, I may not tarry thus with thee. And he took three darts in his hand and thrust them through the heart of Absalom while he was yet alive in the midst of the oak. Absalom's greed caused him death like Judas. There are, there are, also, there are also historical figures outside of the Bible that show greed. One of them is Alexander the Great. Alexander had a lot of greed in him. He killed many people for their houses, their property, their money, their power, 
and even some silly things like he killed people for their horses, their helmet, their sword, and their armor. Some of the people he killed weren't even rulers and dictators, some were his own people and sometimes even his best of friends. Another historical figure outside of the Bible that showed greed is Napoleon. Napoleon killed many people for, for their cities. He wanted to take over the world. He was a ruthless dictator that showed a lot of greed for power. Now, I have a question for you. Are you being greedy? I'm going to say I'm going to ask you again. Are you being greedy? You may not think you're being greedy, but think, do you want something that someone else has? It can be anything. Someone's house, someone's car, someone's wealth, someone's property, someone's shoes, someone's clothes, someone's talent or someone's knowledge. It can be physical, like a car or house, or non-physical, like knowledge and talent. But if you're being greedy, change that. Ask the Lord to forgive you. Don't covet over what someone else has. Be thankful for what God has given you, like it reads in Hebrews 13, verse 5. Let your conversation be without covetousness, that be, and be content with such things as ye have. For he hath said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. That's all I have for you tonight. Thank you for listening. Wasn't that a good message this evening? You want to give him another round of applause? <laughs> no, he spoke on uh, greed tonight. He, the verse stuck out to me right at the end. Hebrews thirteen five. Let your conversation be without covetousness, and be content with such things ye have. For he hath said, I will never leave thee, nor forsake thee. I think what he spoke about tonight, all of us deal with that. I know a lot of times... I guess kids deal with that, but adults deal with that too. We just want different things. We want probably more expensive things than the younger kids want. But all of everything everyone experiences, greed and covets at times, and that's something Christians and people in general need to, uh, I guess, ask forgiveness for. God's given us so much. He's blessed us so much. He said he'd never leave us or forsake us. So we really should not want more and more than what he has given us. The, uh, I guess, Megan, do you want to come to the piano? <clears throat> or I have a little bit of a cold. The, uh, God's been good to all of us. The, uh, <clears throat> just like Carter said, tonight, uh, if you want to come to the altar and ask for God to help you, help, help others, Help you with your, I guess, spirit of contentment that in everything you can be content. The Bible talks about, uh, I guess, when you are, I forgot what the word is. Anyways, when you are content, you're going to be more happy. When you're coveting things, you're not going to be as happy because you're looking what other people has on the outside. And I think God wants us to be content so we can experience more joy in our lives. The uh, if y'all want to come down and pray while she plays, then the we'll dismiss.
thank everybody for coming out tonight and supporting the youth of our church. I know it's a great blessing for them to know that people support them. It's hard to get up here and, I guess, speak and sing if there was nobody to speak and sing to. I feel like you're doing it for no reason, even though you are doing it to the Lord. So thank you for coming out and supporting them tonight. Good to see Stephen Guthrie here tonight. He used to be the youth pastor here when I was still in the youth. If you would, wouldn't mind, dismiss us in prayer, brother.